Hello and welcome to Hacked Off. In today's episode, I've been asked to speak about um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, uh, these these major retail experiences, these retail uh, periods. Um, I think another one you could throw in there as well would be like, uh, you know, Christmas. How how does this affect security? Is there is there something specific that we should worry about when it comes to Black Friday? I also recently uh, appeared in a webinar where this was the the topic, and so um, I might throw some some notes in from what. Uh, the discussion that happened there as well. Um, there were some really good ideas brought up uh, that I won't claim credit for, but that are that are, are worth taking a look at. But um, I think everyone knows what Black Friday is, right? If you don't, if you've somehow missed this retail holiday, then just replace it with any of the uh, the retail holidays that you like. You know, Christmas is another big period for retail. What should we uh, What should we be worrying about? What should we be doing? Well, it's coming up really soon. It's going up on the, the 29th of November, Friday, the 29th of November. And I think there's essentially two things to talk about here. There's the consumer experience of Black Friday and there's the retailer experience of Black Friday. Um, if, if you are a retailer, Black Friday is only a couple of weeks away. You know, there's, you're not going to be able to do major security improvements in this period. That's going to be one of the things we talk about is like, when do you start preparing uh, but even from from consumers, you know, there's there's, there's concerns, there's things to to um, bear in mind. I think one of the the big things to point out um, is the the NCSC, uh, an organisation that we that we frequently reference um, on this podcast. Just offhand, presuming everybody knows who they are, the National Cyber Security Centre, part of uh, GCHQ, you know, a, a UK government institution that provides information to organizations and to citizens about um, security. They, they do um, issue guidance. So they issued uh, their first official Black Friday cyber threat warning in 2018. And, and there's some guidance on there that just essentially says, you know what, we, we need to talk about this. This is uh, a huge thing. People are going to be chasing deals. People are maybe going to be doing um, more retail than usual. And, and possibly uh, shopping in places that they don't usually shop at, you know, and visiting new retailers, those kinds of things, which is good news for the retailers, but um, it can maybe lead to uh, citizens and, and, and people being being caught out. So from the shopper's point of view first, you know, what is it that we've uh, got to worry about? I, I think it's the, the, um, the way that phishing attacks work in the real world. And um, the, the problem with phishing, you know, malicious emails, coercive emails, uh, when I find when I talk to security professionals, is they, they think they've heard it all before. You know, I've seen a phishing email. I've seen the click here. Uh, you know, there's been a security alert on your account, that, that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people, because there's been such a, a, a breadth of um, guidance on phishing emails and there's been such a breadth of guidance on kind of general security awareness, uh, people don't listen, so I will I will keep it uh, tight. The one thing that I want to talk about in the context of of phishing emails is um, they can be seasonal. It's a thing that we see. You know, attackers don't have um, a single uh, go to phishing campaign that they can use. They will tailor it to the time of year, and of course, uh, through spear phishing, they can also tailor it to the person that they're targeting. Hopefully, everyone's aware of of that. Phishing being a generic email sent out en masse to, to users and spear phishing being more targeted. 
Um, but yeah, they can they can tell these things to um, the 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 time of year. So it's a, a thing to bear in mind, you know, just because you receive an email that says there's a, a certain sale on it, a certain uh, website or something like that, you kind of get a lot of those emails over this time period. Um, just because it should be expected based on the time of year doesn't mean that and that email is is legitimate. So it's a, a thing to bear in mind. I think a lot of people as well, when they think of phishing emails, think that the, the only risk there is malicious email attachments because that's the kind of uh, stereotype, right? You know, oh... Um, Here's a invoice, and it's actually like invoice.exe or invoice.ps1, something like that. And, uh, you know, people open the email attachment and, and then bad things occur. Um, but uh, attackers aren't necessarily uh, restricted in that way either. They can link you to malicious websites and, and do something really simple but often effective of just, you know, send you um, an email supposedly from a retailer that you, you shop at or a very popular retailer you may shop at. Say there's an offer on, you know, oh, it's uh, early Black Friday deals or early Christmas deals or, or whatever seasonally. Provide you a link. You click the link and it takes you to a website that has the same look and feel uh, as the website you were expecting, but maybe isn't. So, yeah, masquerading as, as well-known retailers, I guess we could categorize that as it's a, it's a thing to expect. And um, if this, if this is uh, not new to you, if you work in security and that's why you're listening to this podcast, then... Um, maybe it's one to let the the friends and family know. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely something that um, people don't consider so much. Uh, it isn't necessarily an email attachment that causes the bad thing. It might just be sending you to a malicious website. If I was uh, tailoring a website, how would I get it that it was more likely for users to click that link? Um, that's a good thought process to have, like thinking, you know, putting the the attacker's hat on and thinking, if I was sending out these scam emails, how would I tailor this so that people were more likely to fall for it? Being seasonal is one thing, but another thing, of course, is um, creating a sense of urgency with limited time offers. You know, it's not just, um, oh, Black Friday, browse our deals. It's, you know, for the next hour or for the next one day, you can have these offers. You know, you need to be quick um, to just try and entice people to take that. Um, certainly when, when I put together these phishing emails as a professional service, you know, this uh, phishing as a service thing to try and uh, educate companies and staff members on, on how effective these kinds of things can be, creating a sense of urgency or creating uh, an emotional response from the user is, is definitely something that's worthwhile. And creating an emotional response, you know, we're human beings. There's a lot of ways that you can get an emotional response out from us. Um, if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, well, you're going to get huge numbers of these uh, Black Friday offer emails, you know, marketing direct marketing emails come through. Um, maybe that's something that we can play on. Maybe the emotional response that I'm, I'm looking for from you isn't um, a sense of urgency or you know, time limited. It, it might be um, just inundating you with emails, you know, oh, here's another uh, Black Friday email, click here to unsubscribe. And that might be the action that I'm wanting you to take is to click the link to go through to the malicious site, just by an, essentially annoying you into clicking that. Advice there, if you've never thought of that one, of course, it's block the sender, throw it to your spam folder, those kinds of things. Don't trust unsubscribe links within the emails where they could take you to a malicious website themselves. You could uh, embarrass a user. That's another way. You could send them um, something that, that might cause them embarrassment. Maybe the Black Friday deal that you're putting together in your fake, uh, you know, phishing email, coercive email. Maybe it's a a deal on an adult entertainment website or something like that. Maybe it's uh, it's one of those. Sending it to the user, you can have a premium account for a, for a discount because it's Black Friday. Um, if you send that to certain people, that might embarrass them into taking that action. You know, 
uh, they might be more likely to hit that unsubscribe link. You could uh, rephrase it. You could say, um, oh, we've given you uh, a free uh, account on this, uh, uh, you know, a free limited time uh, trial account on this uh, adult entertainment website because it's Black Friday, you know, get you um, interested in our services. Send that to the right kind of person and the embarrassment there might um, might cause them to perform the action. Just include a link in the email that says something like, oh, if you didn't want this trial account, you know, click here and we'll we'll clear it out for you. And can I imagine that the um, the way that you send those emails could also uh, affect users? You know, don't send it to my personal email, send it to my work email. And maybe the way that I react to that would be even stronger, you know, even more embarrassment. I might receive it in the office. You know, if you send it at 9.30, maybe there's more likely that a coworker might see it or I might be worried that a coworker might receive it. So creating a sense of urgency with limited time offers, uh, creating an emotional response, either through um, embarrassment, through worry, or or just through, you know, uh, greed, offers that are too good to be true, trying to get the users to uh, visit those uh, malicious websites. Maybe uh, immediately following Black Friday, you could, you could set something up that was like... Uh, the 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 good old invoice, you know, or here's the bill for that uh, that thing that you bought. You know, if you pick a, a major retailer and say, um, or oh, here's your here's your uh, unpaid bill, or or here's a, a delivery cancellation message or something like that, users might be um, likely to fall for that. So, from a consumer point of view, <laughs> what is it that I would worry about? Uh, yeah, phishing emails, scams, masqueraded uh, websites, those kinds of things. What is it that the attackers would would um, like to steal. I think there's a there's a stereotype here as well that that attackers are just after payment cards. And as long as you're careful where you type your uh, you know credit card, debit card number, and your your CVV code, those kinds of things, then then you'll be okay. Now you can browse around any website that you want to, as long as you're careful where you put your card details. That isn't necessarily the case because, of course, just personal information might be useful. If I can get you to disclose, um, you know, little pieces of information here and there you know, postcode, date of birth, those kinds of things. Um, that can be useful because over a longer campaign, we can build these little pieces of information up together um, and uh, and start doing uh, identity fraud stuff. Um, maybe the end goal is taking the, the payment card details, the credit card details, but maybe the first step is, you know, getting your uh, banking address, your, your, your billing address. Um, so just because you haven't uh, put your credit card number into a website, if you've visited a, a malicious website, um, bad things can occur there as well. So, so be very careful around uh, this time of year. Be very careful around you know major retail uh, seasons with your with your personal information, where you're sharing that, where you're creating accounts, those kinds of things. What about from the from the retailer's point of view? Um, what what should uh, companies be doing? Well, I think a lot of people would think, oh, you know, the the major retailers have have got all of this sorted, and there's there's nothing to worry about. You know, they've been around for years and Black Friday is not a new idea. But there's a lot of um, smaller retailers, retailers out there that um, customers might shop at, you know, try something different, get a, get a good deal or something. And, and what do the, the retailers have to worry about? Well, I think that the, the first thing to start with is the fact that, you know, retailers have like an ethical and, and a business duty to um, proactively protect their customers. So not, not talking about things like um, or the, the business benefit of being seen to have a strong security uh, a level being, you know, mature in terms of security. Um, but just uh, keeping your customers safe so that, you know, next year they'll come back to your website. If you've, you know, finally acquired these customers, you know, you've, you've um, spent the money acquiring the customers and then, 
You don't want them to leave uh, because of uh, some perceived security issue. So um, if you are a, a small retailer and you're kind of worrying about the things that you um, you should be doing, it's two major things. The first is, of course, you should get your websites tested. I know this is a difficult thing. Sakama here, uh, a team of pen testers, we're, of course, going to tell you to get a penetration testing service. Um, but it, it's just it's just critically important, right? If you have an online presence, if you have you know a website, then um, getting it tested is going to be one of the most direct ways of, of finding security flaws, finding something that that's gone wrong. Um, so yeah, getting getting tested is is one thing. But uh, a thing I wanted to point out here from the from the point of view of retailers is it isn't only being attacked that could affect you. So you know, uh, data being stolen is probably what consumers would worry about. But from a retailer's point of view, there's additional risks. For example, uh, distributed denial of service attacks. That's not a thing we talk about frequently on this podcast. You know, we talk about social engineering, breaking into buildings, hacking computers, those kinds of things. One of the things we don't frequently talk about is is DDoS, distributed denial of service attacks. Um, attacks where um, the, the hacker just takes the site offline. Or why is this a major concern at this um, time of year? Because you don't want to miss out, right? As a retailer, you don't want to miss out on, on, on all of the extra business, all of the extra customer acquisition um, of your site going down. And and you also don't want to spend all of that marketing budget on getting customers to view your website. For them to finally click the link to, to view your um, products and your website be unavailable due to DDoS. If you've never really looked at, at DDoS, um, denial of service attacks, um, you know, I guess the, the first question comes up, why would somebody do that? Why would somebody... Why, why would somebody um, DOS uh, a website? And there's there's a lot of different reasons. I won't go into them all. I'll just highlight um, a couple relevant to, to the retail experience, relevant to retailers for this seasonal uh, Black Friday, Christmas type situation. Um, one of them can simply be ransom. So a uh, different swing, you know, it's not ransomware this time that we're talking about. What we're talking about is, is ransom denial of service attacks. If an attacker takes your site down, he, he might uh, take it down for a few minutes, take it down for uh, a few hours, stop the attack, um, email you or otherwise contact you and say, you know, we took your website offline, we've proven that we have that capability, give us some money or we'll take it down for the whole uh, Black Friday period. That can be a difficult thing for organizations, you know, uh, being, you know, having the, the livelihood leveraged against them in that way. If, if your site's not available, then you can't do e-commerce, right? Um, so what do retailers have to worry about from that point of view? Well, start investigating uh, denial of service protection. Yeah, start uh, taking a look at the, the products and services that are available. Um, how can you um, protect against those things? Well, there's anti-DDoS platforms. You know, things like uh, DDoSX is is one that's available that can essentially filter that, that negative traffic out. So if you do have a large DDoS attack um, against the site, it can, it can uh, prevent it from being uh, effective. So the the things that customers need to worry about and the things that retailers need to worry about are, are are pretty different. And even if it doesn't come down to the the ransom thing, even if it isn't that you get a mass message from an attacker demanding money or something like that, maybe I don't know, a bored teenagers in a basement or whatever the current stereotype is for hackers. If they launch a DDoS attack against the site and take it down, then there is there's going to be a brand damage, there you know, reputational damage. Somebody says, uh, oh, you know, oh, hey, this this website's really good. You know, I bought from this retailer before and then your experience is the site being unavailable. It's not going to fill you full of confidence uh, of that retailer, of their capability to, you know, look after your data, remain secure or 
even just, you know, deliver a service. So it's an additional thing um, to consider. I know normally uh, when I talk about these things like, oh, if you're going to, you know, if you're worried about being hacked, then you should have uh, an incident response plan. You know, we talk about um, IR plans quite frequently. Um, a thing to consider within the IR plan is um, what do you do for DDoS? You know, how how is that different? You know, um, what should the process be? Um, if you have a DDoS protection or you have an anti-DDoS um, platform, then, you know, making sure contact details are available for um, your contact at, at the provider. So if anything does go wrong, you know, you know who to call up and you're not uh, wasting time just in process there. So we talked about phishing, we talked about hacking websites, we talked about um, DDoS. These are, you know, fairly standard things. It's just the, the season that, that's um, tweaking tweaking uh, why this might be you know, on the minds uh, of certain consumers. One of the questions that, that we always get asked in these, in these cases is when it comes to uh, you know, software testing, when it comes to penetration testing, those kinds of things, you know, when should you start doing that? Um, I think it's really difficult. I think it, it, it's such a difficult thing to answer because the answer is always just going to be you know, as early as possible. But if you, if you do want a genuine answer, that's not just like a, a get, out, uh, get out of jail kind of avoid the question answer. When you're looking at um, security testing for, you know, this this seasonal kind of activity, yes, the answer is going to be as soon as possible. But but as a minimum, consider not only fitting in the penetration testing activity before um, the seasonal traffic, but making sure that it doesn't land on, you know, your peak period. So it's, it's early enough from um, the rest of the activities that you'd have to take place. But the additional thing to consider is that you would have enough time for the remedial work. You know, it's no good getting a, a pen test done a week, two weeks before uh, Black Friday or two weeks before Christmas if uh, if you then wouldn't have the time to apply all of the fixes before that major retail period. Another thing to consider, of course, is like dwell time for attackers. So is it likely that a hacker is going to compromise your website the day before uh, Black Friday? Is that going, what they're going to aim to do? Probably not. Attackers are probably going to um, compromise as many machines as they can early on, and then they might make the decision as part of the campaign that they're running um, to, you know, to uh, perform the malicious action over the the Black Friday period. Other than, of course, DDoS. DDoS is going to happen at, at the time, so you know, make sure that you've got a uh, decent uh, DDoS protection. And that's about it. I think that's that's pretty much the the takeaway for you know how much should consumers, how much should uh, retailers be worried about um, these major retail experiences, these retail seasons. You absolutely should be, of course. Um, increased online traffic, buying from more um, places, buying from different places, getting a lot more marketing material, and not being able to tell it apart from <laughs> scam phishing emails, those kinds of things, are worrying that one of them in the thirty that you've got is is uh, malicious email. Definitely a lot to think about. Um, but yeah, just be prepared. That, that's the takeaway. Get security testing nice and early. Have an incident response plan that includes the full range of attacks that you might come up against, such as a denial of service. And if you're a consumer, just be a little bit extra careful during this period. And that's it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Um, I'm curious, uh, what are your concerns around around the retail experience? You know, are you uh, one of these uh, customers who buys everything online? Or, or do you worry about these kinds of um, attacks and, you know, being targeted over Black Friday, those kinds of things? Um, let us know over social media. I'm always interested to hear uh, what your experiences are. Um, if you're a retailer, what do you worry about? How do you prepare? Let us know, and I will see you in the next podcast.